0: Welcome to Gen Z Girlies, the podcast designed specifically for Gen Z women. This is the place where you can grow your confidence and learn about how to build careers and lives that you'll love. Here, you can join a community where we sit down with other Gen Zers who are leveraging their interests and talents to make waves. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, your biggest supporter, and your advocate that whatever you can dream, you can do. And this... This is Gen Z Girlies. Hey, Gen Z Girlies. Welcome to another episode of the Gen Z Girlies podcast. I am so excited about the guests that we have joining us today. Um, As you know, and I'm sure you've heard me say on the podcast before, Honestly like one of my favorite things is just getting to sit down with someone else who is doing just really amazing things in their life and has so many exciting projects and work stories and everything that's going on. So I'm super excited for you to meet today's guest cuz I think that she totally falls into those categories. Um, but again as you if you've listened to the podcast before, you kind of know that I like to let my guests kind of introduce themselves and jump right into it that way. So guest, without further ado, if you want to just kind of, you know, introduce yourself, what's your name? What do you do? And um, what what does that mean to you? And what does that look like for whatever it is that you do? Yeah, so Take it away.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Maddie. Yeah. I'm Mariana Anteya. I'm the founder of fintech startup uh, Quantify, and I'm also a full-time product manager at Microsoft. And I guess both of those embody you know, this ambitious girl, but I love to build products and build things that impact a lot of people and can kind of transform the way they deal with technology and finance.
0: I love that. I mean, I think that's so cool. Kind of, you know, hearing people's like why and like why they love doing what they're doing as well and I think you mentioned that so you're you're working at Microsoft and then you also have this startup that you're working on as well and so tell me a little bit about which one which one did you start first how did you get into them what what did that
1: journey look like a little bit Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I started Quantify when I was in university at Fairfield in Connecticut and through their entrepreneurship program, they gave me resourcing and help to kind of bring my vision and my whatever my head was coming up uh, with into life and into reality. And so it started out with that and would travel to go pitch at startup competitions while I was at university and then got picked up by Microsoft as a product manager to then jump on the corporate train there. And currently I'm working at Microsoft Teams. So it's really interesting to see the differences in you know, not only the work culture, but the type of work that you're doing at a startup compared to Uh, at a big enterprise that deals with millions of users on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can totally see how, you know, like the whole startup life versus corporate life can be so, so different. And I think that says a lot about you as well, that you're able to balance both of those very like you know distinct different positions that you're doing, and you usually I kind of like to get into the 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 work life balance question a little bit later. But I mean, since we're kind of talking about what it looks like to do both of those, like yeah, what does that look like? How do you how do you do that? And um, I mean, especially for if there's any other you know people who are listening who have a corporate job but want to get up into this want to get into the startup field, or you know those who have a startup, but maybe want a little bit more job security at the same time. How, yeah, what does that look like to kind of manage both of those together?
1: You kind of are marrying the best of both worlds when you get to, you know, work Mm. a corporate job and have that stability and not risk as much. And then also work in a startup and it can even just start as a hobby, like a side passion. And it kind of just forms a snowball effect from there where you get at least for me i got just really immersed and really passionate about it and it started just becoming something that i was so curious about and once you kind of get the ball rolling and see all the progress you make uh, much like other Mm. things in life too you just want to keep going and keep chasing what the next milestone is or what the next goal is Uh, And push yourself to go further uh, along the journey. And that's been one of the most rewarding things of it so far. Um, But it really is the best of both worlds when you get to marry, just not having to take as much risk by having a corporate job that you like and um, is more flexible with the startup that, you know, keeps you busy and keeps your passion kind of fueling the fire.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I really love what you were saying too about letting letting things snowball. I actually, I was just talking to someone the other day about um, kind of how that looks like, you know, and how like there's nothing wrong with starting small and starting small doesn't mean that, you know, you have to stay small. And so I kind of love how you're talking, you know, about like, you started in university and you started like doing some like pitches and like going around and, um, doing kind of those speeches and how that, that passion has kind of, you know, accumulated into like what it is now. So I think that that's such a cool, um, I think, Thing just yet yeah, to talk about as far as like the startup and how that looks with the corporate side as well and I, I think probably to to lean a little bit more just into you know the microsoft team side of things and like kind of what that's looked like for you i know that a lot of our audience right now is really interested too in what internships look like and what that process looks like or what, what it looks like even just to get you know an entry-level job at microsoft or a company company like that so if you had to give like a few concrete steps that you took to from not having a job at Microsoft Teams to getting getting your first offer, what like what do you think that that process really looks like for you?
1: Uh, a lot of it was just having coffee chats with other aspiring product managers and even other product managers in the field. I would reach out to and urge other students to reach out to their alumni networks at their universities. And just go on LinkedIn and send them a little note like, hey, would love to meet you for a coffee chat, really respect the work that you're doing, am aspiring product manager in the field or whatever industry you're interested in getting into. And probably nine out of 10 times, that person is going to be willing to take 10 to 15 minutes out of their day to help them because everyone was in that position once. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a really great feeling to give back. Um, I have a bunch of people ask me for coffee chats, and I usually um, will give some of my time to them because, you know, that's how I started out as well. So that's one of the best tips I can recommend. Um, If you're looking to get into product management, in general, it is a very ambiguous career. You can't just study product management as a major in college and so being able to navigate the world of learning software development and also being able to manage people is really important and usually that comes with experience by managing projects and leading projects so if you can take any type of leadership role at your current university or at your current job in order to make that pivot is what i really recommend uh, people do
0: I love that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I really love what you were saying too about especially like leaning into like the coffee chats and on LinkedIn, but remembering that everyone has been in that position position before there was a time that everyone who has a job now did not have a job or is looking, was looking for that first internship. And I think that that is such an easy thing to forget, you know, as well, like when you're, when you're looking at things or I forget that a lot of times as well as, um, it can be scary to reach out to people, but it is so true. And I found the same thing is that so many people are totally down to jump on a Zoom call or to offer some advice or even to make a connection. And so, I, th- I mean, that is, I think we hear that. I hear that from a number of people sometimes on episodes um, about really just go for it. And I say, you know, the worst thing that people can say is no and let, but let someone else tell you no instead of yourself, you know, like if they're going to say no, let it be them that tells you no instead of your own and um, being nervous of what they're going to say. But yeah, so I I really love what you were saying about remembering that everyone, you know, was in that position at one time. I think that is so, so powerful. Um, and then I think also just like as far as you talking about being a product manager and kind of how there's a lot of ambiguity and that kind of that role and knowing how to like navigate the world, you know, software development, but then also navigate managing people, which I think is a very interesting Dynamic of, you know, there's like the very the techie side and then there's also like the more the the communications, you know, human human dealing with humans kind of side as well. And so I think that those aren't, you know, two two skill sets that are very often necessarily like um, necessarily married or paired together. But um, kind of talking along those lines um, and just like what product management is maybe like explain if our audience doesn't really know what product management is, because I think that's probably like you were saying that there's not a lot of like study paths that are like, I want to be, you know, a product manager, let me study this. So for our audience who, first of all, just doesn't even know what a product manager is, what, what is a product manager? And then what does a little bit of your, your day to day look like in that role? If, so yeah, if someone else was starting out, what, what is, what could they expect their role to look like?
1: Product management is what I like to call a blend of the business side of a product or of a feature, the user experience, and the interactions that the user has, as well as the technical engineering side, all of the algorithms that go behind actually creating the product. And Mm -hmm. so, as a product manager, our job is to be able to communicate with all of those people involved in order to drive the vision of the product forward. And in order to do that, we have to talk to the customers and the clients to meet their needs. So we go directly to them, ask them what their problems are, what their pain points are, and iterate on that product and be able to build a better product so that they'll keep coming back and paying the enterprise or the company money um, to do so. But it's really, really fun and engaging because You get to talk to so many people, different stakeholders on a day-to-day basis. And most of my job, I'm in meetings. I'm talking to customers about what they want to see next in the product. I'm talking with the engineering team to define what algorithm they'll be using for the feature. I'll be talking to the finance team to see if we have enough budget to complete what's necessary. And um It's really exciting because I get to kind of, I'm the glue that holds everything together at the end of the day uh, to build the product forward. And a lot of people call product managers the mini CEO of a product or of a feature. And so that really encompasses what a founder is as well. And there's so many correlations to being a founder and to also be a product manager because we're all wearing so many different hats and there's so many necessities. And so being able to fill in those gaps is essential in both being a product manager and also being a founder.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I, I, I love that you kind of just brought like the the founder aspect into that as well, because I mean, I think that's so true, you know, too, is that like so many of the skills that it takes to be a founder, you know, are related to like the position you're working in, I think, and vice versa as well, because I think I've, I've heard, you know, conversations from people, you know, in corporate positions that are, are worried that they, you know, they couldn't cut it as a founder, they might, they might not fit, you know, like what um a CEO, like CEO role would be. And I think that is such like a true statement that really, I mean, there there there's a lot of similarities and, you know, of course there's some differences as well. But like as long as you're motivated and you'll you can get the job done and you can kind of, you know, time management and like what that looks like. I yeah, so I, I love that um kind of having those parallels there. Cause I think I think that um opens up like a lot of, you know, new pathways and like ideas for people who might be a little bit worried on that front as well. Um and I guess like just Now that we're talking too about bringing you know like the founder aspect and the startup aspect kind of back into it um and i think we've already talked a little bit about how you know you you manage like both sides of it and it is definitely marrying you know best of both worlds but um kind of talking about having both of those positions just in like the light of gen z and the workplace and future of work kind of you know coming up um in the next couple years what do you think that kind of says about where, you know, um the future of career is going and what does that look like for Gen Z? Where if you had to kind of um you know have an idea like look into the future of what you think is coming, what what would that be?
1: I think a lot of Gen Z Especially, a lot of my Gen Z friends and coworkers are really ambitious and really motivated. And I'm not the only one who has, you know, a company on the side and also a full time Mm -hmm. job. There are so many other people that I know who are doing the same. And so I think it really speaks to the drive and the motivation that this new generation has. But it also brings to light like a new perspective of. What's actually possible? We have all of these different tools that enable us to work at such a faster pace, be more productive, and be able to take on different roles in society and even to just explore different fields within different fields that we're interested in. You know, you're not boxed into just one field anymore and taking multiple roles within that one field. You can venture out and learn new ideas, gain new skill sets in order to, you know, create different things. And so being able to do that in this new generation of technology is really inspiring to me. And I think will definitely motivate other young people and the next generation to continue along that path for sure.
0: Absolutely. And I guess I would, I would be really interested, um, to know what you think, on I and I know I, I don't think that we talked about this question ahead of time, but just as far as like we're talking, you know, I think that you said that Gen Z are super ambitious and they have, you know, these companies that we're doing on the side. And I mean, I first of all, I completely agree and I totally see that as well. I think one thing that I see so much just in the media or even on LinkedIn or just specifically from older generations down. Is that there's this perception that Gen Z is actually lazy, or that Gen Z is expecting too much, or you know, there's this kind of this sometimes there's this like negative perception on Gen Z, which I think is not not necessarily correctly placed. But I, I would love your insights on that, and how do you think that those those perspectives kind of came about? When I think the truth is that Gen Z is this incredibly ambitious and talented and is pushing change forward and moving things forward. So I would, I would just, yeah, love some of your perspective and thoughts kind of on that and maybe how Gen Z can navigate that as well, especially from someone who, you know, is in the corporate field as well. And I'm sure, um, is around some of those, those, um, perspectives.
1: Oh no, completely. I get those thoughts thrown at me very often as well. And, uh, it's a perception that I don't like being uh, associated with our generation because we, most of us, really like to jump the gun and, you know, be the first on all the trends, um, working smarter, not harder, and being able to use all of these tools for good and for efficiency. Of course, we want to be able to maximize our time, maximize. Pretty much everything in our lives. I know I think of pretty much everything in my mind in numbers and is very data driven. And I think a lot of people are the same way. And so being able to, you know, increase your efficiency, your productivity with all of these tools is working towards our advantage. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe people call us lazy for using these tools and not wanting to do things the manual way but it's just working smarter um, with the resources that are made available to us. And as long as you're moving towards something and creating something new, um, which I think this generation has done a really great job of, then I'm inspired by it as well. Uh, It can be in any field you want too. There are so many creators out there creating content, um, new AI companies being made, there's a plethora of new ideas that people are creating and uh, building, which is gonna lead to the next generation of wealth, revenue, and success. No, I, I love that. And I love what you're
0: kind of saying about, you know, thinking, or not thinking, but, you know, working smarter, not harder. And I think that also just goes to show, you know, like, how entrepreneurial the entire Gen Z generation is. Doesn't matter, you know, if you self-identify necessarily as an entrepreneur, you're working in startups, but I think that there is just this culture of entrepreneurship and innovation that kind of just runs throughout Gen Z, you know, whether that's in, you know, the corporate field, whether that's you're a creative, like you're saying creators, or, you know, um, whether you work in tech or kind of what that looks like. I think that that is just such a true, true statement on that front. And I I like what you were saying too about um, how that all kind of, ties into what success can kind of look like in Gen Z and how Gen Z kind of looks at that on their end for sure. Um, I, I guess I would I would love to hear a little bit with kind of on your end, um, as far as like everything we've kind of talked about with career and how you balance life, which I, I, I am still so impressed that you're managing to balance your whole corporate life with the whole startup life too. I think that that, that really takes so much. Um time and dedication. So I think, first of all, great work on that. I mean, I think you should be very, very, mm-hmm. very proud of yourself on that. Um, I guess the other aspect that I would be really interested to know about, because um, it sounds like you've already got so much going on there. What does it look like with how you seek out community or friendships? And how do you balance that? Is there is Are those from work? Are those outside of work? What does that look like?
1: I have. Most of the work friends I have uh, are actually a lot older. Um, I'm the youngest one on my team at Microsoft um, by at least ten years. So it is more challenging to navigate those relationships yet it's it's an amazing time. my My coworkers are amazing, super intelligent people, but most of the friends I'd say I hang out day to day with are definitely, outside of work just in just for my community. I recently moved to Seattle and so I've been able to make new friends there and I didn't know anyone when I first moved. So I I put myself out there. you know I'd go to the tennis courts and say hi to people. I'd say hi to people in the coffee shops. Uh, I'd say hi to people on my walks. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. it it's really just been like that, or friends of friends, finding people on social media has been really helpful as well, and building community that way um, has been really helpful, but I think the best thing is, like you were saying earlier, just say hi. The power of hi is so mm-hmm. underrated, I think, especially in today's society, and Most people are willing to, you know, form that connection and form that bond with you. And it can be the start of something new. You know, it doesn't have to be your best friend automatically, but um, there's someone that you can lean on or just someone that, you know, in your community that uh, you might have something in common with. Uh,
0: Yes, no, I completely agree. And I I really like what you were kind of saying about the power of high. I mean, I think that that is so, so insanely true. And so many, you know, of like the best friendships and community that I've built built in my life have literally come from someone else, you know, coming up to me and just literally just starting to talk, you know, for like no reason. I think um, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking of a close friend I made in university and, we just happened to both be getting our IDs at the same time and her pen was out of ink or something. And she just st- randomly started talking to me about it. And then we got coffee, you know, it's like, so I think that is so true. It's like, there's like kind of like random, you know, like run-ins and everything. And um, I mean, just, just I think to add on to that as well is I, I think that's so, so true that, you know, the power of high, but I think um, I would also add on just, but like to be, the, you know, like the power of high, but also be able to receive that. Cause I think that sometimes, we have this, like, internal, like, that can freak, I mean, it's even me, but I I can freak you out, you know, like, someone says hi, and if you're not used to it, you're like, oh my gosh, why, why is this person talking to me, you know? What's going on? You're like, what do they not have, you know, what's going on? You're, You're just like, is this weird? But I'm like, just be open to it, like, if you know just give, give them a chance maybe hang out once you don't have to do it again mm-hmm. that's what I always, like you're, you're never exactly. being like locked into anything yeah but just like you never know they could be a really great person and so I think that I think on both sides that's so so true is um you know the power of high say hi to someone go out of your way to say it but then on the other end be open to it when when um someone does it to you as well like don't don't just like be completely shut down so I think I think that is Um, so true. And I think such, such a great tip, I think, especially with, um, kind of just like what it looks like to build community, um, currently.
1: Um, I was just going to say, even on social media, don't be afraid to say hi to someone, you know, that you think is interesting or that you think you'd be friends with because they're like through a screen. It's completely valid and fair to make friends with someone who isn't close to you, um, as well. So, there's something called Teams, there's Zoom, there's FaceTime, where you can communicate with people uh, and form a connection or a relationship or a network that way. Absolutely. And
0: actually, I, I think that's a really interesting concept, too. And I think it's really been interesting to me just like how forming relationships online is like starting to evolve as well because I think even personally for the longest time I did for a long time I did not understand how people were making connections really online I was like I don't get it I was like I mean sure like maybe I'll have like a, a mutual here or there but I was like yeah they're fun to you know follow but I'm not really friends with them and I, it wasn't really until I started getting that it's not crazy to actually have a zoom call with someone or, you know, to jump on a team's call or like what that looks like and realize that I can actually have like a conversation and that can be super normal as well. And like, like going back to like what you were saying about setting up coffee chats and getting to know people that way. I think that that is such a powerful way, you know, to, to put yourself out there in your network and your community um, and get to know people who might be across the country from you. But it opens, it opens up those opportunities to that, might be you know 10 years ago we're only in you know san francisco new york city london you know in those kind of cities and now you can really be from anywhere and have so much access to different kinds of opportunities different kinds of people different kinds of communities so i think i think that is such an important thing for sure so i think you're totally totally right on the mark with that one as well um yeah, and I just just as we're starting to, to kind of wrap up and I've I've honestly loved kind of hearing about what it is you're doing with product management at Microsoft Teams and also everything you've kind of got going on with your startup and what that that journey has looked like and how that snowballed kind of for you like going forward and everything as well. Um one question that I have been asking all of my guests, which it's honestly one of my favorite questions because it's a different answer every, every single time. Cause you know, sometimes the other some of the other answers, you know, they get, um, they're all, they're always different, but sometimes they flow along the same lines, but this one is different every single time. But, um, my favorite, one of my favorite questions is what is something new that you've been interested in lately? And this can be a recipe, a new book, a movie, maybe you've been really into a certain kind of animal lately. I don't know, but What is something you
1: love that our listeners should get into as well? This might come as a surprise, but I was kind of late to the TikTok wave, you know, during COVID. And I've always been kind of shy of creating content and putting myself out there, especially online in the past. And recently, I've really enjoyed TikTok and talking about just like product management and startup stuff, finance uh, tips, which, you know, I love to share during my coffee chats. And so I was like, why not share this with a larger audience who probably have the same questions? And so that. that has been something that I. I've been really loving recently is creating content, which I shied away from in the past because I didn't want to put myself out there. Um, But kind of challenging yourself to try something new and try something that you're afraid of uh, is kind of fun and exciting. And so that has been what has creeped up on me in the past few months.
0: I love that. No, I mean, I think that's what they're saying, too. It's, it's like, I mean, it's all about starting, you know, and like you start now and you'll never know where you're going to be at in four months or, you know, a year or whatever. And also, I applaud you. I have tried the TikTok creating. Sometimes I do it. It is so difficult. Everyone makes it sound so easy. They're like, you know, you just get on. I'm like, no, it's like it's a whole process. So uh, I applaud you for that.
1: It's something to i think be able to express yourself creatively at least for me because i'm working in numbers all day and with mm-hmm. charts and with algorithms and so it's a really good distraction <laughs> from my day awesome. if you want to say that um but i do get to express myself on a more creative side with it for sure
0: that's awesome and i was going to ask is it is it a is it a public profile can we can we
1: Follow you on it? Is this yes, something that you, is open for you, everyone? you can
0: follow me if you'd like. Yes. Amazing. Well, I was gonna it's, ask. Well, uh, what, what
1: is your your handle? My handle's Mar underscore Antea.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, I will certainly be looking it up, and
1: I'm sure some of our audience will
0: as well. But speaking of um, handles and like where we can find you, what where are, where's another good place that our audience can get in contact with you? Whether that's LinkedIn, email, what what would that be?
1: You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm really active on LinkedIn, Mariana Antea, or you can also find me on Twitter or X, as people like to call it, Mantea00. Uh, if you want to learn more about Quantify, quantify.co is where I'm at as well.
0: Awesome. Well, perfect. And I, I do always like to also throw out there that um, that's where you can find Mariana. But if you're interested in the Gen Z Girlies podcast, we are, of course. Um, can email us at the gen z girlies podcast at gmail.com um we are on instagram uh tiktok not very well on tiktok but we're working on getting better at it so you can still follow us on there but we'd love to hear from you we'll we'll get there maybe you can help us a little bit with the content I'll, i'll take some tips from how well you're doing on yours um but but yeah. So if uh, you're in the audience, we would love to hear from you. Seriously, it's it's my favorite thing to hear um, from people who listen. If you have a guest idea, if you want to be a guest. Um, we'd love to chat with you on kind of what you're doing and your life. And, um, we love, we love hearing from the audience. Uh, but thank you again, Mariana, so much for joining us today. This was seriously such a fun conversation and I loved hearing about everything you're doing and kind of your takes on community and friendship and life and balancing it all together. Cause I mean, I feel like I'm a lo- in a little bit of the same boat sometimes. And sometimes I am always like, I don't know what I'm doing and balancing this all. So it's always, it's always great to, you know, meet someone else kind of in the, boat so, um but yes, yeah, thank you again so much for joining us
1: we uh, loved the episode thank you such a pleasure such a pleasure uh i loved talking and hearing from you know someone in the same boat we're in this journey together for sure absolutely
0: well uh gen z girlies this is maddie and mariana signing off for another episode of the gen z girlies podcast